Hey, and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. We are here recording in a studio. Um, we have Mike D and Budget King here today. Hi, I'm Mike D. I'm, I'm pumped to be here, Mike D. Ditto. We don't have Greg, we don't have Caitlin, but we have us today. Boys Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you have you stepped into the First Issue Club realm, and each and every week we review the hottest, the best first issues as a reading club, as an entry point to comic books, and we invite you to come along with us. We're glad you've joined us. Oh, yeah. It's a simple concept, but it's a it's a heady ride. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the beer that sponsors our podcast. Mm. This podcast is brought to you by Boulevard Beer, and specifically the Space Camper. Delicious beer. It's an IPA. If you like the hoppy bitterness, smash it to your face. I can't read a comic book and not drink a beverage. Yeah, it's great for getting like smudge marks and, <laughs> and and ruining the grade of your of your issues. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, if you want to if you want to make your comic books feel like you own them, mm-hmm. grab a nice cold space camper. You want to prove to everybody <laughs> that you actually read your comics. You're not just in it for the right. collection. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, the first thing I do when I buy a comic is I dog ear all of them to be like, yeah, I'm not. I'm like, actually gonna read it. I'm not a flipper. Yeah. Just don't even accuse me of being mm-hmm. a flipper. <laughs> All right, this week we, we uh it it could be a slow week. I think in in theory right before July 4th they don't try to release a lot. Yeah. Uh but they snuck in the United States of Captain America, which if you weren't following us is the first gay Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh or at least a version of that. We'll get into that. And then we're also going to cover Barbaric on Vault, which had a lot of heat on it. Yeah, tons of covers for a Vault book. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited. I think we had a good week of comics. Um, nothing slows down in the comic book world. There is no slow weeks in the comic book world. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there might be a lot. Last week was it. Was, uh, I'm still like tired from having yeah. read it and the marathon of it all. Yeah, sure. So, um, But, yeah, here we are. We're, uh, we're, in, we're in the end of June. You're listening to this in July. That's where we will will be. And uh, up up first, before we get into those books, we don't necessarily have. I guess we do have news, but we kind of wanted to shout out some things that are happening in the comic book world. Yeah, Image has two new female led comic books that the pre orders are are uh, rocketing, getting super high, which is really good mm-hmm. and not necessarily traditional for indie comic books, just because there's more male authors than there are female authors. So one of these books is a, is a I think it's an all female team on Mother of Madness. Yeah, I believe so too. And the author is Amelia Clark, Mother of Dragons. Yes. Did they do that on purpose? Obviously from Game of Thrones if you don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. They may but the the book isn't going to have anything to do with Game of Thrones. No, it's not Game of Thrones related at all. But they were it's just very like, like I think it's a sci-fi concept. Okay. I guess good marketing on them. Yeah. Okay. To just be like, hey, this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like her on her Twitter and Instagram, she's like super conversational about a lot of different things mm-hmm. and like pretty awesome and rad. So uh, this comic book could be pretty cool. You know what I was surprised by? I saw a clip of her um, like courtside at a basketball game and she seemed very awkward. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And. I, I, you know, you just expect her and the character she plays to be that, so confident that she would be like the most confident person on earth, <laughs> especially walking around naked so much. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, she maybe she's a nerd like the rest of us writing a comic book. Seems to be so. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, I'm pumped about that book. And then Mirka and Dolfo, a club favorite yes. of ours. Um, our, our Italian sweet author mm-hmm. <laughs> has a new book called Sweet Paprika. Yes. Uh, which people are clamoring over for. So just we're just priming the pumps there. Yeah. Those things are coming. Look out for them. We're excited about them. We'll definitely cover them. So good job, Image, getting some cool books. You you have been an underdog recently, Image, and now you're going to come back in, in 2021 with some cool books. Yeah. Uh, a big thing happened in the comic book world this week. Yes. X-Factor 10 was mm-hmm. the, well, I guess, the closing of the Hellfire Gala series, but most notably... Now, the spoiler alert here, if you don't want to hear it, is it featured the death of Scarlet Witch. Yes. Um, this is one of those situations where I'm very annoyed because I've been reading X-Factor forever. I go into my comic shop at like 10 a.m., right when they open, and all these books are held back, nowhere to be found. I'm sure they were being sold on eBay. I can't get this thing anywhere. So here, here's that thing. This is uh, before we put this news cover in here. I was like, "Oh, I think it's gonna stick." Mm-hmm. And the reason I thought that is because these books are already selling for like ten bucks or whatever. Yeah. And so in my mind, I was like, "Oh, they wouldn't be selling for that much unless the world thought Scarlet Witch is actually gonna remain dead." But I actually think the opposite is true. I think we just live in a world where people are like, "Whatever the trend is, maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't. I'm gonna bet on it." Yeah, right. Well, and there's certainly like an in the moment, like, oh shit, this was a surprise thing. Now right. I got to get my hands on it. Yeah, it, they definitely hit it. Yeah, this X Factor is not one of the highest selling books of the X Men series so far. I bu- didn't they end it prematurely too? Wasn't it yeah. This to... is the last issue of it, so okay. it also had that working for it that it was like a series finale, an event finale, and the death of a major character. All in one book. Who had maybe the most epic 2020. Oh, yeah, sure. Just hugely successful TV show. Why would you kill this character? Right, yeah. The thing is, is that we can reincarnate all mutants now. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. Does she not have a backup? Yeah, I mean, that's Krakoa? that's the thing. All, all things would lead to mm, this is just a fun way to end the series. Yes. Not that it's actually going to stick. Right. Um, especially when they have like such hotness on the character in general, totally outside, like in the MCU. So, but who knows? It did come as a surprise. That's a newsworthy thing. Yeah, didn't see it coming. Right. Um, there is uh, there's two other things that we're gonna mention really quickly in the news. There was another crossover book mm-hmm. that came out, and we're gonna do a crosstalk about it. Um, and it's it's good. There's the that's uh, so it's <laughs> so we'll plug in a plug for that. That will have come out before this episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, go go check that out if you're following along on Crossover. Uh, did I call it a crosstalk book? I might have. I don't know. doesn't matter. They're I, synonymous to me now. Yeah. We're so should... big in the industry and conversation <laughs> of uh, Crossover. That... They should just call the comic book Crosstalk now because yeah. we named it mm-hmm. such a better thing. And then shout out to uh, Cullen Bunn. He had a book that we're not going to be able to cover today called Parasomnia mm-hmm. on Dark Horse. Yep. Um, about not being able to sleep and being in different universes. It's pretty fun, and you check it out if you're a big Cully, Cully bunny head. Mm-hmm. The bunny heads, that's what they his fans call themselves. Yeah, the bunions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, friend of the pod, good good all-around dude. Okay, we let's get into our books. Um, let's start off with the big one, the United States of Captain America. I know the, the-, the theme here is that we're going to have a series that 
goes on for a while. It's a mini, but still, we're gonna have multiple issues wherein there's a network of underground Captain Americas across the country. Yeah, so I, we're we're meeting like a new one or two every issue. Oh, is that what it is? So yes. you, you meet like okay, and so that's the. The book starts off with just being like, what is Captain America? It's almost like poetry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it sets up for this whole thing of like kind of like a V for Vendetta stuff of like people are wearing or the shield or Captain America as like almost like a, hey, do good in the world. We're mm-hmm. going to be good people doing good things, even though we're just average Joes. Right. And so the first one that we meet today um, the character's name is Aaron, is a train-hopping, um, unhoused person um, who is gay. Right. Um, and I think that was the kind of the big lead-in to, to this as well. Literally, Marvel was like, what is the absolute last day of Pride Month that we could sneak a new gay Captain America <laughs> in? And and they did it. Yeah, they they got it in there. They got it right in June, <laughs> not July. So they somebody was doing their math and figured out the right Wednesday yes. for them. So I guess they did it. We kind of knocked them a little bit for not doing Pride the way as as big as they should have. Mm-hmm. Maybe they knew this was coming and they did some lead up and did that the right way. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So we have a character who seemingly and we talked about this when we we we, we did this newsworthy like there's going to be a gay Captain America. Yes. Right. And and so like, but seemingly I, they did some good character development here. They did. There was also like a backup story where we get into who he is a little more. So he wasn't. He did. It didn't seem like a throwaway gimmick to just like sell books. To right. me, at least, I don't know, but to, if if to you it did. No, I think what they did here is like Christopher Cantwell kind of wrote the main line, mm-hmm. and then Josh Trujillo was doing like the backup line, and and he's known for doing stuff that's in the LGBTQ world mm-hmm. um, and, and, and an author. And I, I don't know how he identifies himself, but obviously can write those characters. And so they collectively made this character and it seemed to be good. Like it, yeah. like they, they, they weren't just like, I, I, to be honest, I was reading it and I was worried like, Oh God, like they just, they just made a gay character for pride month and like didn't do anything with it. Yeah. But if you keep on reading it, it it pieces it together in a better way. I think. I yeah. I felt much more satisfied with <laughs> that concern once I reached the end of the book. They 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 do enough to flesh him out, and it's an interesting take to have like a train hopping kid. Yes. Be like it's such a niche hipster tramping around the USA culture thing. Just to be like stinky and smelly and hanging around train tracks, <laughs> right? And I think we we both used to be friends with uh, like yeah. crust punks or train hoppers mm-hmm. of sorts. So I think to me, I like I know that this is my like trope is like anytime anybody does metal, I'm like didn't get it right. Yes, here they are. I think they actually got train hopping culture like pretty good actually. Oh, the outfit they put him in was great. I was like, man, he looks like a smelly kid who's slept on my couch a time or two exactly making his way through town <laughs> so they they nailed that also like a yeah. hard niche to like i've never seen that in a comic book before right <laughs> much less a gay captain america totally so um yeah so i think that they had a good character had good development i was worried that it was going to be like i think they knew the stakes here mm-hmm. um and then we'll i guess we'll see it had an anthology kind of whiff to it yes it did and, and so this character, we might not see much of this character again. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah, it would be fun if 
a lot of the Captain Americas, Captain's America, that they meet <laughs> if they're all going to come back at the end. And be stuff. And, and this has happened before where Marvel kind of just puts their feet in the water and they mm-hmm. say, what's the hubbub? And then... Like I think Spider Gwen is a really good example. Oh sure, yeah. Where it's like, oh that that's throw, tra- that's tracking. Let's do it. Throw a bunch of characters at a wall, and if any of them stick through this, yeah, yeah. I think you could maybe tell like this book. Maybe they just printed enough that it didn't blow up on eBay or anything. But sometimes you can tell within like a week. Yeah. If like man, this is gaining a lot of steam, and people give a shit about owning this particular appearance that. Um, it 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 kind of says that it's in the leaves that there's going to be something more that happens here, but I haven't seen that yet. And maybe it's just because there was a couple other books that were like popping off this week. Yeah, I think that like they did. This doesn't really tie into any bigger universe thing that's happening in mm-hmm. Captain America, and the fact that it is a one in five, it does seem like semi limited. Yep. So I think that the heat was like slow on it. Yep. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh. For me, I kind of just wish they would have been like, and also mainline Cap is gay. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I think it would be a lot more interesting if the Avengers were like, we also love each other. <laughs> <laughs> or something like, I don't know. It just seems like it it, it it feels weird to be like, we're critiquing this heteronormative like display of America mm-hmm. by throwing in a side tra- uh, train hopping gay character. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's, at least they're doing that. Yeah. But, like, you know, I don't know. I, I get what you're more. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Can Captain America at least question? Exactly. Can he decide he's maybe non-binary? Exactly. Just do something. Yeah. yeah. Anything. <laughs> maybe, just have a thought to himself. I think if that, you're- ooh, a, Maybe. If you're around for 100 years yeah. and you don't question- Oh, your, yeah. Your, you're not just, like, trying stuff. Yeah, the possible <laughs> of your queerness. There's, mm-hmm. like, you, you actually have, like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. There's something interesting to be found there, too, about, like, he grew up during a time where it was harder to, to live that lifestyle, right? Right. And now it's like, be out and proud, but does he have repressed stuff going on because he's just from the, you know, 30s? <laughs> that would be really interesting. Well, so I do want to mention, though, that one thing I like about this, and, you know, we alluded to the concept of it, that a lot of people see themselves as Americans and fight for this ideal of what they want in America. And it's a diverse group of people and not just like what captain america literally looks like was an old white man (laughs) (laughs) an old muscly white man yeah yeah so they're they're trying to say something here and there's also the bad guy is dressed like captain america steals captain america's shield and is trying to like kill americans so i i love that not only are they saying hey it's great we're all patriots but they're also saying like the the you know what the bad guys can see them see themselves as Captain America too. Totally, yeah. There's a there's a whole it, it actually was good. I kinda knocked it in the beginning. There's a good critique of the American dream, mm-hmm. which is I think what you have to eventually do in Captain America. Is yes. because like he's a metaphor for the American dream. Right. And you have to question, is that and, and I think that's why Tanahasi Coates is a good writer for the the series in in, in, in some ways. So yep. yeah. Um, I was surprised with how good it was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I was like, well, good, great comic, actually. Same. So This was one of those 
uh, depictions of Captain America too. And I'm sorry about my dog. <laughs> it's um, it, it makes it natural. It's it, like flowing. It does. Here's what's going on. Like we mentioned, we're gearing up for Fourth of July week oh, in the Midwest. Yeah. Everybody in my neighborhood is popping off fireworks. I think this and is and the puppies are yelling. <laughs> I think it's an everywhere thing. I think everybody has like pent up blue balls of the pandemic fireworks and they're yeah. just like, let me just explode <laughs> everything into the world. I I think particular well, I guess I'm I'm not totally certain in this, but it seems to me like we really start buying and shooting off fireworks like first day of summer in the Midwest. Yeah. And then the the whole week before and week after Fourth of July, it's kind of going off. Not as common across the rest of the country, I don't think. If you live on the east or west coast, and it's like that around you, let us know. I'd be interested to hear. I do. Yeah, I do. I want to hear what your 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 firework story is. I want to say two controversial, quick things about this. Oh, um, which is a statement I've been thinking about recently since you brought it up. Okay, I like America. Okay, that might be controversial to sure. some people. Like, I don't, I don't hate America. Like, I get, I get its problems, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I hate fireworks. Okay, agree. And I feel in conflict because I'm like, oh, people love fireworks. Yeah, uh, and especially if you don't hate America, you really love fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and I like capital H hate fireworks. They're super annoying. You and I used to live opposite each other with like a park in between our apartments yes. or houses, right? Yeah. So that park was like an echo chamber and it was where everyone in like the whole midtown area would go to do their fireworks. Oh yeah. So from like five in the evening till five in the morning, it's just like constant booms and you just cannot sleep. Totally. The entire 4th of July. I feel like an old, miserable. an old man. Like, I even, I stumbled on this when I just moved, and my new neighbor is really into it. Yeah. And I was kind of, like, shitting on my old house, being like, oh, they would fuck around. And, he, mm-hmm. and they, I could just see the wide eyes, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I heard that they, like, they like to go big go as big. well. So <laughs> you got to be careful with shitting on fireworks. Because you're going to, and we might, obviously, we're going to offend some people listening to this podcast. I'm sorry. If you yeah. like fireworks, good. I'm sure it does something for you. Yep. Um, and that's, that's on, that's. I hope you also enjoy it. Uh, cool. We covered fireworks. We covered America in Captain America. Yep. Let's move over to Barbaric. Yes. So I want to say this before. So Barbaric is on vault. Okay. Um, we got to get that out of the way. We do have to get that out of the way. We're uh, Because one of our, um, what, what were those called? Uh, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Greg's was that he wants to be nicer to Scout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, one of mine was, I want to be a bigger fan of Vault. I want to uh-huh. root for Vault. Greg has not been nicer to Scout. I have been rooting for Vault and buying a shit ton of Vault. So I just wanted to pat me on the back and slam Greg since he's not here. Halfway point through the year, you've, I think you've got, what, six, seven points for every month that's passed? Yeah. And Greg's got zero, so <laughs> he's got some major catching up to do. I've lapped him. Yeah. Um, and, and this is so much a vault book that the author is, is probably mostly known for doing vault books, Mm -hmm. wasted space and then plot, which had a big, like kind of hubbub about it. Um, almost like a horror book, a meta book. And then I think famously the, the first cover had this like, uh, Swamp Thing first appearance homage cover that really popped off that that, like kind of Mm -hmm. vaulted vault. (laughs) 
Um, so anyway, yeah. So Barbaric was hyped. It's pr- it might have been hard to get. I did you you get a copy? I ended up getting a copy. There was only a handful out at my comic shop, and again, I went super early. So I don't know if a bunch of them were pulled back to sell on eBay or if a lot of people actually pulled this book or what. But there was certainly hype leading up to it. People said, oh, indie book that we know is good. But there were a shit ton of covers for it, too. So normally that means with an independent that they're printing yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, I went I went hard on this because I was like, this seems like my demo. Yeah. And I went ahead. I pre-ordered the entire series. So, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, which is, I think, only five or six books or yeah. whatever. But, um, and I guess just to bury the lead, like, I'm not mad after reading the first book. Oh, I loved it. I was like, yeah, this seems like, if, if you haven't seen the front of the cover, it's Bloody Barbarian. Mm-hmm. And then you read the synopsis, which is that, like, he's essentially a scumbag, but he's bound by having to do good. Yes. <laughs> and good is loose. <laughs> <laughs> and he has an axe that talks to him, and he's fucking brutal. Like, just bloody as hell. Yeah. The axe almost serves as his compass for, like, who to kill. Yes. For, like, are you serving the greater good by killing evildoers? Like, everyone pisses him off, but if the axe says it's good, we're good to go. Yes. And he can start slaying people. I And I love, like, I love uh, anthropomorphizing objects in general, giving them, like, voices. But then there's also this element of, like, nobody else can tell that he's talking to the axe, so he yes. gets into, like, all these, like, funny situations. He's the only one that sees that the axe has a face. Right. The axe's face is incredible. Oh, the art is just... I love it. Yeah. The character design of the axe is fantastic. Totally. The fact that it gets drunk off of blood, <laughs> that it's just like wasted after going through slaughter is really a, just a fun idea. I think that this book is going to be hard to to navigate not getting comparisons to Headlopper. Sure. Um, because of... So many similarities uh-huh. there, right? Headlopper, though, is, like, kind of its own thing, even in style. Yes. So, like, I think it's fine. But, like, there is a ton of similarities mm-hmm. here that are happening. Um, but in general, I think one of the key aspect for me was that, like, this barbarian whose name is Owen. Is that right? I can't remember. It was something that doesn't rhyme with anything barbaric is what he, <laughs> he uh he, he's he's essentially like, no, like, seriously, I just like to drunk fucking kill. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things I like to do, and that's yep. all I was going to do in life. And then I got totally, like, ramrodded with this, like, situation. And so he's essentially trying to, he's trying to break it. Like, he's trying to, it, the, the arc of the, the story is that he's trying to do good, but still, like, be, like, brutally murder people. Or, like, yes. have the type of lifestyle that he wants by doing good. Yeah. <laughs> did, we, <laughs> did we mention that he's, like, he's been cursed by witches? Sorry, we didn't say why he's bound to it. Yeah. Yeah. That He got put in a situation where he has to do good because of that. Yeah. And he's, wor- I think that works towards an end goal for some reason. This is one thing, I didn't want to get too much into, like, the plot of the book, but mm-hmm. one thing that I thought the book did really well was it's, like, the book is just, like, barbarian doing good, right? Yeah. But there was this witch part where it's like the witches say, like, you don't worry. This is part of a whole other thing that you're just a cog in the wheel. Yeah. And that was enough for me to be like, oh, there's a lot actually going on. Maybe here. This, there's a bigger payoff. Yeah. The end. This yeah. isn't just like bloodthirst book. Yeah. There's like kind of like more here. Yep. He's already got like a little bit of a gang of people that are he's starting to accumulate. 
and it seems like they're going to go on a mission together, so that's cool. Yeah, oh, the I think one of the coolest designs of the book was that he got like a sidekick female character mm-hmm. who is tattooed with swords, yeah, like very artistically done, amazing. Like the like the artist in this book was just so phenomenal, totally. and uh, and she can pull into her tattoos and pull out swords, very which cool, is a very cool thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this like scratched the itch of like if you are like uh, if you like to see He Man. And like brought out violence, I guess, in things. It has that plus comedy plus good story plus it's on vault. Yeah, it's a it's a fun and charming read mm-hmm. for sure. But you could definitely like if you're a metalhead, you'll probably like this. If you like cartoony or nicer stuff, then maybe you don't like this. I don't know. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And well, I tip it. There's a lot of comic books that are like in quotes brought out that I don't like, but. This one was a good level of like, you know, not taking itself seriously. Like you mentioned, it's funny. It's it can even though it's like heavy gory, it still feels lighter. So have you felt like I felt like in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. comics have been like and, 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 and maybe this started with like Saga. And I know it's been before this, but it's like we have to go big on like violence and carnage yeah. to justify comics as a mean is a medium uh-huh. versus like other things. Like yeah. when people come here, they want to be like wowed by illustration. That's like, I don't know. Sure. So it seems to be like a, like I could, I feel like we often say on this podcast, like it's really violent. It's really bloody, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that just happens over and over again. Yeah. I, th- I think that's just part of the pulp nature of, comics yeah i didn't mean to say it started with saga but i felt like it got like whereas before it might be like there's a genre of comics that do this Mm -hmm. now it's like i feel like every independent has to ask itself are we gonna go full gore and full violent yes (laughs) right and no i think you're right though that saga kind of took it to a different level Mm -hmm. of like talking about cum and like showing like ball sack yeah people like hallucinating just giant penises and stuff like that that was like not in a big image book that was gonna have like a flagship sort of release you you just didn't see stuff that forward right it was kind of surprising at the time and i and i think like in the same way that like game of thrones may have changed subscription television or whatever where it was like they put sex in there, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, and it wasn't a softcore porn, right? And they weren't the first to do that. Obviously, I feel like every show I watch that's on demand is yep. like, I'm like, when's the sex scene coming? Just so mm-hmm. it's a little like, uh, it's almost like virtue signaling to be like, this is for edgy adults. <laughs> <laughs> totally, <laughs> and we're all kind of pervs, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're Captain America. Unless you're Captain America, and you did a hundred years solid. Of no pervy nature. Yeah. What? Who does he smash? Like in 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 famously. Do you even know? No, I don't. He doesn't. I don't know if he's had a romance that is stuck outside of what's her buns. Yeah, and and obviously that makes it way in the MCU. And Walker. Yeah. Is that the character's name? <laughs> Patty. Patsy yeah. Walker or something. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, be a perv, unlike Captain America. Exactly right. <laughs> in a in a uh, healthy in, way. Endorsed. <laughs> be no, uh, I guess now you be horny. There you go. Or be okay with that you are horny. Yes. And and have healthy outlets for that. 
Exactly right. <laughs> which I think, and this is a plug for Crosstalk, which we're going to get into, uh-huh. uh, Sex Criminals. There was a really good good way to do that. Yeah. That, that was a good exploration of, of the healthiness of, of horny, sex-positive nature. I love it. <laughs> it all comes back around to Crossover. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, we were, we were quick and dirty this week, I think. Yes. Is there anything else you want to add to this week or we we're bowing it? I want to say that I have a migraine. Oh. And so if I feel, if I seem off my game, that's why. You didn't seem off your game in the slightest. I'm not as crazy and silly and goofball as (laughs) usual. (laughs) You know, this type of mic people also want. People want, want a mic D that's like more like a Merlot and and less like a Ford Loco. Totally. I get that. <laughs> yeah. So we got Merlot Mike Deed this week, and mm-hmm. I'll take Merlot. Maybe I'm more everyone's speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to calm it down they finally, a little yeah, bit. They were we... like, less coked up Mike D yeah. is actually what I want. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, babies. Bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstIssueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com slash FirstIssueClub.